This episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast is brought to you by Equipment Defender. Check out the racks that stop theft in its tracks. With trimmer racks available in two, three, and four trimmer configurations, backpack blower racks that fit any size, make, and model of backpack blower, and many other racks available for the tools and equipment needed for your lawn care or landscaping business. Go check them out at lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash equipment defender. And listen to this, guys. If you use coupon code LCBS10 at the checkout, you'll save 10% off your order. You're listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, the weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing, equipment, and customer service educational and motivational to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success now here's your host julio tomei welcome lawn care nation to another episode of the lawn care business success podcast i'm your host julio tomei and this is episode number 182 entitled interview with cody johnson from easy lawn and landscape llc well hello everybody and thanks again for joining me this week on another episode of the lawn care business success podcast i really appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week and of course for the questions the comments the feedback that you guys have been sending through and those all important itunes reviews and i'm happy to announce we've gotten our first iTunes review for 2019. If you want to check it out, you can head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash reviews. And there I have all of the worldwide aggregated reviews from all of the different iTunes country stores, all in one easy to digest place. Uh, so thank you very much for everyone who has left reviews. I'm going to uh, read the reviews at a later date uh, when I do a solo episode, but these interview episodes uh, are already quite lengthy and I don't want to add anything extra uh, to them. Just a reminder that uh, this interview episode is available in video form on my YouTube channel uh, named, of course, Lawn Care Business Success. You can head on over there and check out this uh, interview uh, if you want to watch us uh, while we are live uh, recording this uh, and see uh, us interacting. Um, Otherwise, I'm going to uh, just play the podcast announcements and then we'll get into this episode in its entirety right after this. So stay tuned. Hey guys, if you have any questions or comments about the show, I'd love to hear from you. You can head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash contact. For you Instagram users out there, be sure to follow me at lawncarebusinesssuccess. And if you haven't checked out my videos yet, well, what are you waiting for? Be sure to subscribe to the Lawn Care Business Success YouTube channel. Now, I know you guys love listening to audio while you work as much as I do, so I've partnered up with Audible to offer you guys a free 30-day trial and two free audiobooks of your choice. There's no long-term commitments, and you can cancel any time. And get this, even if you cancel during your free trial period, you still get to keep the two free audiobooks. It's a great way to try the service and to see if Audible is right for you. So why not give it a try? Head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash audible. Now back to the show. So I'd like to welcome Cody Johnson from Easy Lawn and Landscape to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. Hey, Cody, how's it going? Pretty good. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you very much for uh, coming on to uh, the podcast. I really do appreciate it. Um, you, yeah. uh, 
<laughs> you uh, reached out uh, a few months ago, uh, uh, you know, volunteering yourself, very brave to come <laughs> onto the podcast. So I do appreciate that. Usually I'm, uh, you know, having to hunt out people to do it. So that's awesome that you, you were uh, willing to come on. Yeah, I've never, never done nothing like this. So I thought it'd be a cool experience. Awesome. So I just uh, maybe added your comfort zone a little bit. <laughs> there you go. That's awesome. So uh, let's just get uh, right into the questions. So uh, maybe tell us a bit about yourself and your business. Well, as he said before, my name's Cody Johnson. Uh, name of the business is Easy Loan and Landscape. And um, I've been in business now for four years. And the first three was part-time and uh, 2018 was my first full year in business. Awesome. So got a lot to look forward to. <laughs> That's awesome. So um, my next question, I think you kind of answered there partly, um, and that is, uh, is lawn care uh, your main income or is it a side hustle? It is my main income at the moment, yes. Um, well, I say at the moment, but it will be forever. Um, for three years, it was a part-time gig, and I worked really, really strenuous uh, full-time positions. Uh, was a delivery driver working like 65 hours a week trying to maintain 25 plus yards. Wow. And that was tough. I was uh, burning the candle at both ends, so to speak. Yeah, no kidding. And then that... lo, lo and behold, I got fired. What? And that, that pushed me out into this. Mm-hmm. And it's the best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah, that's awesome. That's right. so cool. Um, so... You said there that you were um, a delivery driver and you were doing the lawn care uh, on the side, doing about 25 yards. Um, So what first attracted you to lawn care uh, in the first place? What made you want to start a lawn care business, especially when you're already working a job at the time? It's funny. Nothing really attracted it, attracted me to it. Um, Okay. when we moved into this house, that where we come from previously, I had a tiny little yard. And when I say tiny, I was weed eating the entire yard until I got me a push mower. And then okay. we moved to this place, and uh, I've got about an acre and a half of land. Nice. And it was way too big to push mow. <laughs> uh, so I bought, I was making pretty decent money at my job, and I went and bought a, uh, a Kubota residential zero turn, like 54 okay. not small for us. And uh, I said, well, shoot, I'll just pick up a couple yards to pay for it. And off to the races we went. And first year, I was mowing two or three. And then the next year, it was like eight or nine. And then the third year, it was like 18, 19. And then it just it kept going from there and turned into a business. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, pretty uh, neat uh, there that you would buy uh, a mower for your own yard, but then think immediately, how about I do a couple of other yards so I can pay for <laughs> so I can pay for this thing. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, so do you have any, sorry, go ahead. Like I said, I have, I had zero experience in this business and like the extent of cutting grass was mowing round and round in circles at my grandfather's house That's for a whole lot of years. Like I, yeah. I had to learn how to do all this. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So in your lawn care business, uh, do you have uh, any employees or are you a one-man operation? For the most part, I'm a one-man operation. Um, 
the end of this year, well, last year, got a little hectic, and I ended up hiring a part-time for three days a week um, just because I flat out couldn't keep up. Um, going into 2019, I think I'm going to stay solo for the most part. Um, okay. Of course, some of the bigger landscape projects, I bring in some hired help just to do some of the heavy lifting. Um, but as far as an actual employee, I think I'm going to hold off on them for a couple more years and just kind of solidify myself and my business running solo okay. before I go off and add a bunch of people and making things crazy and can't yeah, handle yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's uh sounds like a very solid uh, plan to build up uh, the foundation of your business. And uh, before you start going uh, uh, everywhere in every direction, um, as you probably know, I've mentioned on the podcast as well that I'm 100% solo, have always been, and I've never had the desire to add employees. I've just seen um, issues with other people. Uh, with their businesses, with employees not showing up and stuff like that. And, and for me, um, and this will lead into the next question. Uh, for me, my definition of success is the freedom that I get. Um, and having an employee, I always see as having less freedom. Uh, and that may be a short-term thinking because you know, maybe over the long term, it would give me more freedom to have employees. But over the short term, I always think, you know, I got to babysit this person and always be, you know, there and uh, all that sort of stuff. Uh, so as I said, that leads into that next question. And that is, how would you, uh, Cody Johnson, define success? Ooh. I've been thinking on this question for a little while. Um, the, the freedom is a big part of it. Um, you know, I was, when I was working uh, at Pepsi, you know, I, yeah. I did have some freedom because I worked by myself, but I still had people to answer to, job to do, and this, that, and the other. Um, of course, finances come into play a little bit. I mean, of course, you want to, in part of being successful, you know, some money will come along with it. Mm -hmm. um, but the freedom is a huge thing. So, for instance, uh, November 8th, my wife was in a car accident, told her to okay. call and she broke her hip. Mm -hmm. And she was down for basically a month and a half. And I had to take up her duties around the house with the kids, mm -hmm. plus work. And just oh, now that we're on the other side of it, I'm so grateful and thankful that I work for myself because I wasn't tied to having to go clock in somewhere, you know, worry about making phone calls, say I need to leave early or I can come in today, sucking up vacation time. And it's just, I wouldn't have had that freedom if I'm not doing this. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's, that's a part of it. Yeah. So that's awesome. My, my mission for may change five years down the road but yeah, yeah. right now um yeah so i can totally relate to that um you know this past year has been quite a challenge for me with my uh both parents uh getting quite ill um and uh you know me being able to take that time um because of the flexibility that freedom that lawn care offers to be able to go there put everything else aside and say hey this is the priority right now. I can, uh, you know, move or shuffle these lawns around and, and go help give my parents, you know, a helping hand, get them through this tough time and then come back to it. So just, uh, you know, I can totally relate to you and your wife's, uh, thing. How's she doing now? She's good. She's, um, 
healing up pretty good. And unfortunately, with a hip, no matter your age, it's just a slow heal. Yeah, yeah. She was on crutches yeah. for quite a while, but she's off of them now. Yeah, yeah. Though anything, I think, in that uh, hip and uh, leg region, um, you know, it can take a while. I remember my daughter getting uh, her leg broken. Um, she had both bones broken completely um, playing soccer. And, uh, the, you know, even being at the time, I think she was about uh, 14 or so when it happened. And the doctor saying, uh, it's literally like that area of your body is like literally the slowest growing bones. And it will take uh, like a year for it to fully completely, because we were used to the, you know, break kids breaking their arms and things like that. And it's like six weeks and you're good. <laughs> and they're like, no, 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 this is different. It's going to take a long time for that bone to, to fully get back to uh thing. So I can imagine a hip would be uh, just uh, a pretty. Uh, she's been a little discouraged because it does, you know, she's looking at a year before she can resume all normal activities. Yes, yeah, and all that stuff, and it's like, oh, I really got to wait that long. But yeah, yeah, gotta yeah, make sure. yeah. It seems like a long time, but it's funny how quickly it does pass. Uh, uh, in the no. end, in the end, uh, it's crazy. I know when, uh, like I said, when my daughter broke her leg, it was like, oh, this is gonna, you know, a year. This is crazy, and now it's been like three years already since it happened, and it's like, wow, that just flew by, right? <clears throat> so, in your um, lawn care business what type of equipment do you use well as far as like size of mowers and things like that so we can get a, an idea of uh, like i always talk about 90 percent of my mowers are like with a 21 inch mower um so <laughs> here hearing you talk about the, the size of your properties and the size of your equipment i'm just like wow because um, <laughs> i run i run a 60 inch mower um wow i do, I do have a 21 inch for the handful of back gates that i go through um the problem is most of the backyards are almost just as big as the front yard so wow. this year i'm actually thinking about adding a uh, stand on mower with a cut smaller deck oh, okay um, to get through the back gates and to tackle some smaller yards i'm kind of mm -hmm. getting them three and four acre yards kind of wear you down when you're by yourself yeah yeah three or four acres can't even imagine three or four acre yards <laughs> got, that's I've got one i've got one property that is three acres of sod it is the most beautiful yard you've ever laid eyes on but it takes me four and a half five hours by myself from the on, that, on that big machine on that big machine yes wow that's crazy <laughs> that, that just like blows my mind i think the most you talked about um you know the one acre that you bought and uh you know push mowing would be you know too much for that and it reminded me of that uh, the story i tell about um one of the craziest things that happened to me in lawn care where i went to go um where that lady at home depot um asked me to go quote her lawn and then i went and her husband was like nine years old and he opened the door and he passed out when i was talking to him but there it was a one acre um plot of land and all i had was my 21 inch mower and i was like green in the industry i was like i'm getting this job i don't care and it took me i think four hours to push mow that that, <laughs> that lawn it was crazy <laughs> so i can't imagine doing even on a big machine if you're saying it's taking that four hours just like that's crazy on a big machine i i always sit uh in the evenings watching tv and my tv is 60 inches and i'm always like I can't even imagine that being the deck on the, <laughs> the deck on a mower and that's what you're 
cutting with. That's just insane. The, the crazy thing about that one property is it, it grows so fast that I have to double cut all three acres. Every wow. Year. Wow. It's like eight inches of growth when I go over there in seven days. Like it's nuts. That is crazy. I've got a few like that, that, that are just, they grow so fast, but it's, and, and, but because they're small, um, and with the 21, you're just bagging it. So there's no need to double cut it, but, uh, it's, oh, that's just insane. Uh, so 16. So when you, when you say you're thinking about adding a smaller mower, a smaller, like stand on, what, what are you talking about there? As far as like what size is, what, what do you consider a small? <laughs> um, uh, more than likely it's going to be a 52. We don't get a, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, that's funny. <laughs> Possibly a 48. Um, All right. I've, I've got some properties. I, I do got a couple of real small properties that are just kind of, I can cut them with the 60, but they're, they're more work with the bigger mower. I could, I yeah. can go faster with a smaller mower. Um, I've got one property in particular. I, I have a friend of mine meet me over there every week to, to mow it because he's got a 52 inch walk behind and he can fit through the gate. Okay. But it's such a beautiful property and I get really good money for it. I don't want to let it go. So yeah. I end up adding the mower, um, for the time being, even if I don't get a lot of, you know, a lot of use out of it, I will later on because I'm, yeah. at some point I will expand, add employees. Um, yeah, yeah. prepping for that that future so. yeah, yeah no it's it's definitely if you can um you know if your business can justify the cost of it um and not be putting you into debt where it's not being used but it's um it's awesome to have different mowers and if you have the trailer space and stuff to have the different mowers for those particular properties makes a huge difference um i know you know i'm always stuck between the two uh, mowers that i have it's either the 21 inch mower which is fine for most of them but in a lot of cases you know even some of the backyards that i do are i'm like man like it's it's a lot of work to do with a 21 but i can't get the 36 inch walk behind into the backyard because of um, whether the gate's too small um, or there might be um, a couple of stairs or something like that. And it's like, then I'm stuck doing it with this 21 going, this is like so inefficient. Right. So I end up, you know, charging them a lot more for it. Um, and they're, you know, they, they're fine paying it, but at the same time I'm sitting there going, man, you know, I could be like, it's always a, a, a a slow point in the week when I get to those properties, it's like, man, I got to get through this one, right? I got to push mow this one, right? So it's always tough. So it'd be, yeah, it's, it's awesome if you can get different mowers for specific um, things like that. That's fantastic. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm kind of planning ahead for that because uh, last, towards the end of the year last year, I bought, I upgraded to a 16 foot trailer over yeah, a 10 foot. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. Of, I was actually like thinking about this the other day. I was watching one of um, uh, Martin from uh, Mowing and Growing in Australia. I was watching his videos and he's got like now the, you know, he's got the big um, uh, Toro uh, ride on mower. It might be like a 60 inch and then he's got uh, the stand on mower and then he's got the walker and he's got a the 30 inch uh, Toro commercial. Then he's got the 21 inch and I'm like the guy's got like, uh, you know, now he's set up with these all these different mowers for every, you know, 
different scenario property that he has. I like that. He's uh, a lot of grass to mow too. Yeah, he's acres and acres <laughs> of grass to mow. Um, so, uh, what is your favorite tool, and why? Oh man, I just recently got an eighty ten echo. Oh, okay. Got it back in November, and it mm-hmm. luckily. I was the second person to get it in my dealer and I'm still like one of three in my area to have one. Okay. And that thing is, is just, it's nuts. Yeah. And it's slowly become my favorite piece of equipment because it's, when it comes to leaves, it's like, I don't know, you can't compare it. Yeah. Um, I, prior to that, I one of my, still one of my second favorites in my stable is the uh, handheld echo, the 2520. Okay. Yeah. It's so nice for those quick, you know, yeah. one two minute jobs on the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, my blowers are probably my favorite. Tool. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I can relate with that. Uh, the handheld, I use that as my main blower throughout the year because my properties are so small um, that uh, it's not worth it for me to take out a big blower until the fall when the leaves are are falling. So I love that twenty five twenty. I use that for all the sort of weekly maintenance. Um, and believe and- it or not, you're the you're the reason I bought it. Oh really? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's uh it's pretty neat. Um I remember um they sent me uh when Echo sent that to me originally it was a prototype that they sent um about uh it was like 6 months or so before they released it. Um and uh, it was kind of neat to be able to use that and then when it finally went on sale to the public, I was mowing one of my customer's properties and the neighbor across the street was mowing and he pulled out a 2520. And I was like, yeah, that's cool, man. I was like <laughs> testing that thing out to see if it was ready for prime time. And now, <laughs> and now you, you know, there's a regular people out there using them. So I was like, that's pretty cool. Um, uh, that, uh, that 8010 is insane. That thing is crazy. I got to, uh, uh, see one in person um, for the first time uh, during uh, uh, the last UAG meeting. Yeah, so that 8010 uh, uh, is just crazy. That uh, The first time I got to use it was uh, at the Echo UAG meeting. And uh, it's it just looks so massive. You When you walk up to it, you're like, that thing's going to weigh a ton. And then... Oh. You, you lift it and it's the same, apparently it's the exact same weight as the 770 and it's because of that uh, carbon fiber fan shroud and the framing and stuff. So it's so deceiving because it's like, I remember them, the, the 770, they had it on the table and that was their biggest blower up till that point. And then they had the 8010 beside it and it literally almost looked half the height as the 8010. It's just like the thing. And then you take that tube and it's like a tree trunk. It's like, it's just. Uh, I have a, I have a seven seventy, a well worn seven seventy. I bought brand new four years ago. Yeah. And I, it was a great blower. Still is a good blower. Yeah. A buddy of mine's got two seven seventy, and I helped him the other day. We was just blowing off the parking lot, and you know that feeling when you're in a slow car and you're going up the hill and you're like shaking. Yeah, yeah. That's the feeling I got running a seven seventy on the eighty. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that's funny. So, uh, do you offer um, any other services that are not lawn care or landscaping related, like power washing, window cleaning, or anything like that, for example? 
I do not. Um, okay. I've often thought about adding power washing. Um, I don't know. The, the biggest thing, I, well, one, I know plenty of great guys around here that um, that pressure wash. I've actually got a guy that pushes my snow for me that runs okay. pressure washing only business. Um, my hang up on doing it is I don't know how people feel about you using their water when you're charging them. So okay. because of that reason, I kind of haven't pursued it to maybe clean customers' houses or something like that. So the, the pressure washing is still up in the air. Um, but as far as that, no, I kind of stick to your home and your grass. Okay. Do, do you do um, like fertilizing and stuff or is it just strictly mowing? Yeah, I do it um, granular. I did okay. go last year and get my um, pesticide license, which covers liquid fertilizers, but I haven't okay. dove into it yet. Okay. I'm kind of scared, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. Um, I do fertilizers and liming and uh, moss control. Here where I'm from, basically, uh, the applicator's license you need for anything that will kill anything. But fertilizers and things like that you don't need um, the uh, license for. Um, so I strictly, I, I got the license. Um, and then the city almost immediately started phasing out the use of pesticides and stuff. Um, so. I just kind of phased it out myself and stopped offering that part of it and only offering um, like organic things and um, regular fertilizers and granular stuff. Um, just found See, it around, to, around here. You don't, you don't have to have a license for fertilizers, but for like weed killer roundup and anything of that nature, if you're getting paid. You have to have a license. Okay. And I've heard so many horror stories about guys getting caught and huge fines. And then I, yes. I went to class and it's one investigator that services like 22 counties. Oh, the wow. odds of getting caught was slim to none, but I'd yeah. rather be legal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's just one more thing to um, that you can uh, advertise, and it, and it gives you that edge above the competition that you're licensed, that you're, you have everything in place. It just gives you that professional uh, edge, which uh, I always uh, like. Um, so what type of work do you offer and what type of work do you prefer? And I mean here, um, like, uh, commercial or residential, uh, and why? I've got a, I've got a mix. Um, I'm mostly residential. Um, I do have three or four commercial accounts. Um, they're smaller commercials like convenience stores, uh, mom and pop businesses, stuff of that yep. nature. Um, the, I prefer the residential and a lot of the same reason that a lot of people do, you know, you're working with the same person over and over. It's not a lot of turnover as, you know, when with a residential customer, um, you're able to build those relationships. And, uh, a lot of times you get to cut nice of properties versus commercial because around here, a lot of commercial properties are junk to be honest. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, but the commercials are good for, um, like 12 month contract. Okay. So I've got, I like to have that mix to have some of that money coming in year round versus, you know, just all the money coming in seven, eight months out of the year. So I, for, for that reason, I like to keep a mix. Yeah. No, and then uh... some, some, some of the commercial properties, um, 
all, all come with like residential homes and stuff like that. So like one of my property, I take care of their businesses, but I take care of their house as well. Oh, cool. That's a, that's a nice perk to have uh, that uh, ability there. Um, the, the area that you're from is it you said, uh, uh, when we were, um, talking earlier about, uh, you know, setting up here for the interview and you're talking about, uh, internet connections and stuff and saying you're a bit out there. Um, what, um, is it a large area like population wise that you're in or is it very, um, the actual, the closest city to us, which is Lynchburg, it's it's getting big. Like you've got, it's kind of weird. So you've got a downtown section that's old and um, it's actually starting to grow a little bit. A lot of people are moving down there, a lot of cool restaurants and businesses popping up. Yeah. Then you step further out, you've got kind of like the outskirts, the actual, what we call Lynchburg. Okay. Um, but then you step outside of Lynchburg and it gets really rural. Mm. But you've got, different areas, you know, small little towns within 10, 15 minutes of Lynchburg that are also heavily populated too. So it's, our service area is kind of big. You know, okay. you don't just service the town of Lynchburg, you service, you know, Florence, you service Boonesboro, but they're all okay. technically considered Lynchburg. It's okay. just a big area. Okay. Yeah, the, the reason I ask um, is, um, I don't do commercial really anymore myself. I do all mainly residential, but I notice here because I'm in sort of, you know, big city and um, crazy amounts of uh, population uh, starting to develop that, that also leads to um, issues like drug problems and stuff. And I've been noticing when I visit um, commercial properties or parking lots or things like that, the, um, disposal of needles everywhere and in garden beds and things like that. And I always think about the landscaper who has to maintain these properties and trim bushes and walk through and there's these needles lying around and stuff. And it's like, Hey, uh, <laughs> so it's like one thing I was like, yeah, it's not seen you know, another uh, issue as these crazy drug problems start to become, uh, I don't know if they're becoming more prevalent. They seem to, at least where I'm from, um, where, you know, uh, these n drugs like fentanyl and things like that are just getting out of hand and people are, are doing that. You see that happening more and more. Like I just noticed the needles everywhere. And I always think about that whole, like as a landscaper, you have to be so much more cautious now, um, what you're doing. Right. And maybe not so much of an issue in an area where the population is more away from the city. Um, yeah. but, uh, as you get closer to the city, that becomes more and more of a concern. So I was our, just wondering. Uh, our area is sort of weird because we've got this huge Christian college that has now become a nationwide uh, Liberty oh. University. Okay. And it, it's grown so big that now you've got you've got college students, you know, moving into uh, suburbs, you know, renting houses, nine, ten of them in a house, and you know, people are moving here. The, the, the college is doing wonders for our community because it's bringing in a lot of work. A lot of people, a lot of new businesses popping up, but the bigger it gets, the more people come here and of course the more work. So I'm not complaining yeah. about that much. <laughs> yeah, it's always good. Um, so that this next question is probably the one out of all the questions that we'd give guests sort of, uh, you know, pause for thought 
sort of a thing where they got to think about it. Um, and that is uh, share with us a time you struggled in your business and what you learned or did to overcome it. Well, I think this year, this year was a little bit of a struggle my first year. Um, because I was fired from my job, I was kind of pushed into this and I wasn't really ready. Mm -hmm. um, the first three years, I didn't really take it serious um, and didn't really think of it as being a business. Okay. Um, so I didn't do a lot of planning for the future. A lot of the money I made was play money and it was all gone. And yeah. you know, I, I wish I would have planned more for my first outing for being pushed out and going at this full time. So this year was... This whole year was a struggle um, as far as cash flow. You know, I had a huge issue with cash flow that I had to work through. Um, and then, you know, we strictly relied on my income, you know, for basically this whole year. And it was tough. So I was trying to, I was trying to grow enough to keep everything afloat here at home. And, you know, but not grow so much that I can't maintain the business. Mm -hmm. um, so this year was a was a huge learning year for me. I learned how to fail in a lot of ways, um, yeah. and you know, learned a lot of stuff that I'm going to implement next year. So, yeah, that's probably my yeah, that's probably my biggest thing. It's just yeah, awesome. Learning, growing, and learning at the same time was stuff. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, you know what? You never stop learning. Um, yeah. I'm just finished here this last season was my 13th year in lawn care full time. And I had things come up that I had never, I talked about how this last year was also probably one of my busiest seasons ever to date. And that the website and that the Google, everything's just like clicking on all cylinders. Last year, the phone was ringing and I had to put, uh, you know, notes on my website saying, you know, sorry, I can't answer the phone go to the website, you know, request services. I'll get there within seven days to give you a quote sort of thing. Like I was, it was just crazy. Um, and through that, I picked up a lot of customers. Um, but they were customers, you know, I was used to these long-term customers that I have that know me. There's that like and trust and stuff. And with this influx of new customers, it was kind of like, um, you know, I don't know if you don't vet them as good as you did in the past or whatever. You're just trying to, you know, keep up. Right. So then you get these, you know, a few customers and I found that I'm running into an issue now with one, one person in particular who, you know, I've never had issues ever with billing clients and things like that. I've, you know, learned from my mistakes in the past from customers not paying bills. And then I, I converted my whole business to credit card only and billing at the end. And they have to give me their credit card for me to even start work and all that sort of stuff. And you think, and it goes good for a few years and you think, hey, this is great. It's all working. And then you get to a year like this past year and you have a customer who's now, um, you know, you're going through it and charging and then they're coming back to you saying you weren't here on that day or why did you charge me for this or why and it's like are you kidding me like what are you talking about of course I was there on that day like how can you not tell like when the yeah. lawn's mowed especially with a 21 inch mower you see those those stripes on the on the lawn like it's not hard to right so it's been a challenge right because and then the and then the person's coming back asking for a refund on stuff and it's like 
what are you talking about? <laughs> and it's like, I'm not giving you a refund. I did the work. I was, you know, sweating out there. So there's, don't, um, don't think that there'll be a time that you'll never be learning or that you'll have it figured out because you won't, you'll yeah. constantly be going through it. I'm, a, I'm actually doing uh, Blake Hawthorne's playbook. Um, okay. That he come up with, and I'm, I'm actually waiting until his class, his next class to uh, make some, some changes in my, in the way I present my services and my contracts and pricing because he's got 400 accounts. I've got mm-hmm. 50. He knows yeah. what more than I do. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. What he does and implement it in what I do. Yeah. You know, so you never stop learning. And it's, yeah. It's, yeah, no, that's the way to do it, right? Is just uh, learn from other guys and just know that there's always going to be stuff to learn. No matter how many years you are in business, how how well you think you've got it figured out or how well it's going for a stretch of time, somebody's going to come along and, you know, throw a monkey wrench into that plan. And you're going to have to rethink. And that's why I've been thinking now like this, you know, year I'm, I'm at that point where I'm going, okay, so does this mean now that, you know, when I first had issues with people not paying, I implemented credit card payments. Now I'm, I've got a person who is coming back after saying that I wasn't there and stuff. So does that mean now that I should now start implementing contracts for residential, which I've never done before? And if I do, do I have to then go back to all of my customers that I've had for years and say, now I need you to sign a contract, even though I've never had an issue with them and stuff just to make it a thing. So it's always a a thing, right? Do you let one person spoil it for the rest of them or it's tough, right? You're, you're always thing, right? But that's the life of a, a, a entrepreneur. You're always, thinking you wake up thinking about it you go to bed thinking about it you're on vacation with your family you're thinking about it (laughs) it's just the way it always is right i I think i underestimated the stress yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. but the thing is um like i guess it depends i was i was about to say is that you you yes you think about all that stuff all the time and you're always doing it and, but you love every minute of it. That's what, but that would be wrong because it would depend on the individual person, right? Some people are just not cut out for it, but it's one of those things. If you truly like, I always give example of by, by October, I'm hurting. I'm so sore. I'm so tired. And I'm looking forward to that break going end of the season. I need to rest. But it's funny because, uh, you know, have a few weeks off, get into December. And then it's like, man, January 1st, that's it. Like, come on. I want to get mowing grass. Again. <laughs> you know, I want to get back out there. This is, you know, uh, you start to miss it. Right. And it's like, okay, this is something that you love doing. You love cutting grass right so it's like um it's one of those things it depends on the person and all that other thinking about it all comes with it of uh building your business and stuff it's because it's what you love doing you love that uh that life um i've had some time you know especially through my wife being down and went through the holidays and christmas and new years and i've spent a lot of time at home the past couple months Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, all right, I've worked some pretty long weeks and some long hours through the spring and summer. 
yeah, I need this break. And now, like you said, January, I'm sitting here like, all right, we either need some snow so I can go do some work yeah. or turn springtime because I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you just uh, uh, you, you just get uh, the earning to want to do uh, something. Um, and, you know, it's another reason I started doing the podcast and stuff in the off season uh, and videos and just adding more and more because it keeps me in that lawn care world um, and uh, think throughout the, the off season. So what is your favorite thing about being self-employed? Probably the, the, the freedom is my favorite thing. The fact that I ain't got to answer to nobody. I mean, yeah, yeah you, still have, you still have clients that you technically answer to. You still have obligations and stuff that we have to meet. Um, but just, I've worked for two corporate companies, two big, you know, Pepsi and Anheuser-Busch. Mm-hmm. And it's always been that corporate thing. You know, you're just a number. And and I don't, I, I'm just glad to be away from that. So, yeah. you know, that's, um, like wife works. I get my, I get up in the morning. I take my kids to school. Some days I pick them up. You know, if I want to start at six, I start at six. If I want to start at eight, I start at eight. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just, yeah, you've got some challenges and you got some headaches being self-employed. You still have to answer to the government and pay your taxes and all that yeah. stuff. But you have, you have that freedom and that's, yeah. that's great. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. That is my number one, uh, number one driving factor in it all is that freedom. Um, in what ways do you market your business and share your number one marketing tip? A lot of it is social media. Um, okay. Not a lot of paid social media. I've run a handful of Facebook ads um, okay. over, the, over the past couple of years. Uh, no luck with them, but then again, okay. I don't know. I don't know how to run a Facebook ad. Okay. Um, I've started one of the biggest things that's benefited me has been Instagram. I started Instagram a year ago um, in intentions of trying to build my business around my area. And okay. It has, it has worked to an extent. Of course, you know, being in the long care community, you get more outside of your area followers, but I have landed uh, two of my commercial properties are from Instagram. And I've okay. also landed a couple of residential properties from Instagram. Um, yeah. Social media has been huge for my business. That and Facebook. Awesome. Um, word of mouth is always going to be a big one for all of us. Um, and then probably my number one marketing tip would be, if you're not on social media, you're missing out. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. Somehow get on social media. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's... Um... Uh, I think pretty uh, awesome advice. It's like, it's the day and age now. Everybody's uh, on social media, all those, those tools. And, and the, um, the neat thing about it is that for the most part, of course, yes, there is uh, paid ads and stuff that you can try and use, but you can do a lot without doing any of that, of that. just having the account, just posting those pictures and being involved. Um, I talked about this, um, I think I talked about this lately, at least I thought, talked about it in my own head. If I didn't talk about it in a video, um, is, uh, I see a lot of guys, um, particularly with Instagram accounts for their business. Um, but they'll share stuff that isn't business related. Um, I remember, for example, one guy, 
uh, and it would be like a Friday night and he'd have, you know, it's his company name and he's listening to like gangster rap music, like really nasty language. And he's drew all these open bottles of booze and he's getting wrecked. And it's like, this is your business account. You're sharing this with your like, Hey, I don't know. Maybe that's your clientele that you're, you know, maybe it works for you. I don't know, but it just seems kind of counterintuitive to me to do that. Right. And then, or the other uh, thing that I see people doing is that they have their business Instagram account and they have it on private. And it's like, why do you have it on private? You don't want to make people jump through hoops to look at your photos. If you're trying to use this to grow your business, right? Keep your personal account on private. Your business account should be completely public. Let people see what you're doing. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, and you were saying that those, the paid Facebook ads weren't working too well for you. Yeah. I've got, I got, I listen to a lot of Gary Vee and, yep. um, you know, they, they work. I just don't know how to actually, I've never taken the time to sit down to learn how to run an effective Facebook ad. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've got a good friend that that's all he does is advertising. Uh, he advertises auctions and okay. just Facebook and he knows how to make them work. And I, I'm available to, he's available to ask for me to ask any questions I have. Um, but I've just, I've had good luck. Probably 90% of my work's been word of mouth. So yeah. um, I don't, I have done some other avenues. I advertise with the local radio station. It's a, um, it's a Christian radio station and okay. they, I like what they stand for and I like their, I like their actual, I actually listen to the radio station, but okay. I've done some advertising with them um, this year, signed a, a six month contract and then I've done some additional advertising exchange for work. I took care of the property. Okay. So I had a lot of money being paid out each month. The only phone call I got was a customer that I had let go last year. Mm. So I'm like, man, I've been spent, you know, four figures in advertising this year and I haven't got any return on it. So yeah. I'm, I actually let the contract go this year. And won't yeah. Use it. yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I feel uh, sort of bad almost for those traditional advertising and marketing things. I've told a story before about um, spending in past businesses before the internet and stuff like that, having like a yellow pages ad for a business that I had. And it was like hundreds of dollars a month for this tiny little square, you know, ad, little display ad of the business or um, running a newspaper ad and like the classified section of like, you know, services and stuff and, and paying for that for months when I first started my business and getting one call for one quote for a person who was really just price shopping. And, uh, I was in this contract to pay for this ad for months. And then when it finally ended, I was like, okay, well, I'm not doing that. And, um, at the same time, I was also doing um, the Google My Business, and or which is now Google, yeah, or Google My Business now. It used to be called Google Places, um, which is free to have a listing on Google, uh, and uh, that was getting me, you know, a ton of inquiries every every month, right? So this uh, newspaper, to this day, it's been like ten years since I last um, 
did that ad in that newspaper. And every year in the spring, they always email me saying, hey, we're running the thing. Do you want to run? I was like, no, <laughs> I already explained to you guys. I'm not going to pay you and get thing when I on the internet, it's for free. Like I just put it on Google and the calls come in. And with Google, the, the crazy thing is, is once you start getting that momentum, you're only one person. There's only, there's, and that's what I ran into last year. It was just, it was just too many calls coming in. And I had to, like, I was like, I can't answer the phone all the time. Otherwise I don't get the work done and all this stuff. So it was like, you know, and, and scheduling uh, things. And that's why I sort of came up with a whole system of, Hey, leave a message on the website, request a quote seven yeah. days. I'll, you know, get the thing because then that gives me time to, you know, if they're, if they're calling from an area I just serviced yesterday, I don't want to have to drive back there just for what quote. So they'll have to wait till the next mowing cycle when I'm in that neighborhood. And it kind of, and it was a pattern. It was just starting to, uh, it was like a finely greased machine by mid season. I was like, this is working great. Like people are leaving the, their information, their addresses, they're checking off all the boxes, letting me know if there's dogs during the day and giving me permission to walk in their backyard and all that sort of stuff. I'm just showing up, taking a look, emailing them a quote. And if they want to go ahead with it, they're giving me their credit card number. And I was like, this is fantastic. It's like having a secretary 24 hours a day, having all this work. And, but uh, there's all things you start to, to learn and grow into and, and adapt to what's right for your particular business. Just talking about the newspaper. Our, our local newspaper does a thing every year called the Best Of. Oh, yeah. All the local businesses, and then you, you know, get voted. Well, lo and behold, I won this year. For oh, wow. A landscape. So in order to – it made me so mad. In order to attend the dinner, you had to buy – you got two – tickets but you had to buy a package in order to get your tickets included uh, you know uh, quarter the, the lowest package was like 400 bucks mm. and it included a quarter page ad and then of course you got you know you see the little plaque in the background you get the little plaque and everything and i'm like i really don't want to pay this money can i just yeah. buy the plaque so i can take a picture of it and post it to facebook and instagram yeah. that's gonna give me way more business than than it yeah. so yeah, that's crazy. It's kind of a, it's an, a roundabout uh, scheme almost, right? To get people to come and, and do their thing. But that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. uh, so one of the most common questions I get in my business is, what do I do in the winter? So is there a winter or off season in your business? And if so, what do you do in the winter? And, uh, you know, if you don't have anything that's work related, then uh, you can talk about a hobby or anything like that as well. Um, yes, my business is seasonal, um, in this area. And then we're weird because we get all four seasons in like varying degrees. We could go through winter time and it'd be barren and no snow, or we can get as much snow as the boys in Michigan did. We got just a snow in December, first part of December. Um, I did, I did pick up a snowblower this year to uh, do some driveways with. Unfortunately, yeah. I haven't made any more money with it since December. Mm. Um, and then I'm kind of I'm kind of fiending for a snowplow on the truck. Um, okay. We don't, like I said, we can get a lot of snow, we can get no snow. So if I can get into a plow kind of cheap for next year, then I'll do it. But I'm not going to okay. have one of those Brian Law maintenance setups, you know. <laughs> 
I'll stick to my cheap truck and a cheap plow and go make some money. That way yeah. it don't hurt. So, yeah. Um, and then I do I do do some of my hobbies in the uh, winter time. I like to shoot pool. Okay, so cool. This time of the year is a good time to play in leagues and go go shoot some tournaments because I actually got some time to enjoy it. So nice. That's awesome. I used to have a pool table in my uh, in my previous house. It was uh, it had a, like a games room area. I had a good uh, room for it. Then we moved and the new house doesn't have the space. So I had to sell the pool table, but uh, it was fun. Definitely. Especially when, uh, you know, family uh, get togethers and barbecues and stuff. Uh, uh, there'd be the big, you know, pool tournament and stuff in the, the house. It was uh, a lot of fun uh, doing that. Um, so what are your future plans or goals for your business? Um. <sighs> I didn't really have a plan as of like three months ago. I was, uh, okay. I was, I've seen a lot of guys in my area just take on work, take on work, take on work, and then they can't handle it and don't know what to do. So after seeing that and after hearing something that um, Nayla Talapera, the long care rookie, yep. he had said um, about a five year plan. And when mm-hmm. he talked about the five year plan, it made me reevaluate what I was doing. Um, so my plan now is within the next three to five years is solidify my business by myself, um, get everything I need in order to sustain a full-time employee and then take that step and then just keep repeating the process, repeating the process. Cause, uh, I've learned very quickly that it's not a marathon. I mean, it's yeah. not a sprint, it's a marathon. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm trying to achieve these big dreams in my first six months in business, and it just ain't happening. So, yeah. Uh, you know, like one of my goals this year is to buy a dump trailer. I, I do enough landscaping work to warrant a dump trailer. Okay. So to, to help me save that time, you know, that'll be one of my short-term goals for this year. So yeah. Um. Just grow on my terms. I don't want to let. I don't want to let. Uh, overwhelming amounts of work dictate how I grow and how fast I grow. Okay. You know, if, it, if it happens, it happens, but you know, I just don't want to get in over my head. I've seen it too many times. You know, we've got, we've got big guys around here that, are, that have folded up um, mm-hmm. or have their businesses for sale because they've got so much work that, they, that the turnover rate is so bad. They can't find employees. They can, so what do they do? They screw this. I'm going to work somewhere else and get rid of this headache and, you know, you know, you got businesses that've been in business twenty years for sale right now. Yeah, because of the reason. I just, I don't want to be that guy. Plus, you know, the economy's going to take a downturn at some point. Mm-hmm. I want to be prepared for that. Especially yeah. to be in business like no debt, no, no, not owing everybody and brother money. Yeah. So when that time comes, I ain't got to worry. Yeah. Awesome. Sounds like you got uh, these uh, past three months, uh, you've been doing a lot of thinking and getting that all uh, sorted. So uh, thanks to Naylor for that inspiration on uh, the five-year plan. Uh, so I'm sure that was uh, obviously a video of his you saw? It was, I think it, it might have been a video. Uh, I, I want to say it was on his Facebook. See, he actually, I haven't met him. Uh, well, okay. I've seen him at the GIE. Um, and of course, every time I run into him, he was just overloaded with people and talking, but he yeah. lives like an hour and a half from him. Okay. So I, I actually need to reach out to him and, and set a meetup because 
where he lives, I've got family there. So it'll be twofold. I can go visit my family and go meet him. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I'd like to get up with him at some point, but, um, yeah, it was, it was one of his videos, a YouTube video on Instagram post or something that. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Uh, yeah, it sounds like, uh, you got a lot of value from uh, that. Uh, it's giving you a whole new direction. So that's fantastic uh, in getting you prepared for uh, what the future uh, holds. So uh, next question um, is one you might need to think about as well, actually a little bit. Um, in, it's just uh, I shared um, a little bit about the story of uh, me going to quote uh, that customer and he ended up fainting when he, I opened the door and thing. And, and I would say that that was the weirdest thing that I've ever seen or happened to me in my business. So what would you say is the weirdest thing or craziest thing that's ever happened to you or you've seen in your business? Mm, I haven't had nothing super crazy happen like that. Um, okay. Probably one of the funniest things that's ever happened to me though. I ended up, the end of last year, I ended up picking some properties up off a buddy that was going out of, that was just hanging it up and being done with it. It was a side yeah. gig, ready to be done. And in the meantime, I was taking care of the properties with his equipment because it had gotten so far behind. And I was doing my stuff, going to get his equipment, and then I'd go do the handful of properties that I was ultimately going to take over for him. So the first time, it was three apartment buildings, small little, you know, like duplexes, stuff like that. And, uh, I thought it was two. It was actually three. So on one of them, I actually mowed the wrong property. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it was to the T. Yeah. And then I leave, and he calls me. Uh, I had a question about it. He's like, um, I said, it is the one in the back, right, with the two houses. And he said, no, it's the one up front with the only the one house. And I, so I had to turn around and go back and mow the actual right property. So somebody <laughs> And then in that same set of buildings it was a third property that i did not know about mm. so i had been mowing two of the three properties for a month and then he's like hey have you been by the such and such and i'm like well where is this place at so finally i got straightened and, and ended up taking all, all the properties but that's probably the funniest thing i've done um <laughs> I had no weird encounters or finding needles or people passing nothing so, like that <laughs> Maybe the maybe the occasional customer hitting on you. I'm sure that happens. Yeah, there you go. The um, <laughs> that reminded you're uh, talking about missing one house and stuff like that. I had one last year that um, reminded me. It was almost. Uh, I'll relate it to a, a story earlier in my life. But um, the 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 part last year was a customer that came up to me while I was mowing a house. Uh, it was a walk up like a neighbor. And he said he was going on vacation for a month and asked if I could mow his property so that the house looked lived in and stuff while they were away. So I said, sure. So he walked me around his property and he had a fairly good sized front yard. There was a side yard. Then he opens the gate to the backyard and there was this backyard. And then he had a, a deck in the middle of the yard that covered like from the fence, neighbor's fence all the way to the garage. Um, and then there was another area of grass behind that deck. So he showed me all of that. Uh, and this was a few weeks until he was going to actually be leaving about three weeks or so. So as we said, okay, we settled on a price. He gave me his credit card number, all that stuff. 
So then about a week before he uh, walks up to me and he reminds me, Hey, I'm going away next week. You're, you're all good to go. I said, yeah, no problem. Right. So he leaves and I start mowing his property for that month and all is good. And then he comes back a month later and the following week he finds me again and he's like, how come you didn't mow the backyard? I'm like, what are you talking about? I didn't mow the backyard. I mow the backyard every week when I'm there. I'm like, think this guy's on crack or something. Right? <laughs> so he's like, well, come over. So he, I go over there and, uh, you know, we go to the front yard. He opens the back gate. I'm looking, I'm like, what are you talking? The yard's mowed. He's like, no, 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 no. The backyard behind the deck. And I was like, and I looked and go, oh, crap. I forgot there was a yard back there. <laughs> and it was like, you know, a foot and a half tall now. <laughs> the grass there, but you couldn't see it when you opened the gate and you were looking at the yard. All you saw was the deck. And I totally forgot that there was this patch. So stuff happens. But how that story kind of relates to a non-mowing incident that happened to me when I was younger. When I was 13, I worked at um, Dairy Queen, one of my first jobs in like a fast food restaurant. And uh, I was like the line cook making the burgers. And they had a burger called the triple where it was like three patties of meat. And somebody ordered three of them. And so I made them and got them all packaged up and gave them away. And uh, the guy literally 10 minutes later comes back and he's like, hey, where's the beef? I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, there's no meat in any of them. There's supposed to be three patties in all of them. I forgot to put any of the meat. <laughs> and I looked and the, the little conveyor belt where you put like the meat patties it would move and once they would cook they would fall down into this little tray and I look and all the patties were all lined up there all <laughs> I forgot I made three triple burgers with no triple meat on it <laughs> so I was like man stuff just happens sometimes right it's just that's that's life you, you live and learn and then you you laugh about it after should have went to Arby's they have the there you go <laughs> um so this next question is one that I love asking as well. And it's basically, I want you to share your best piece of advice with someone just starting out in business, but I want you to answer it from the perspective of this is a person that you know really well and that you only want the best for. You don't want to steer them wrong. You don't want to give them uh, fake advice or anything like that. Like you genuinely, you want to see this person succeed. What would you tell them about starting a lawn care business? Well, I'm still learning myself, but it is a, mm -hmm. it is a few things that, that have happened to me that I would like other people not to have to deal with. Um, cash flow is huge. Mm -hmm. Make sure you've got um, the stuff in place via uh, credit cards, via whatever, to collect money and collect it fast because you can't operate when you get to the end of the month and you're owed three, four thousand dollars, five thousand, whatever, whatever your number is. I mean, you just yep. you can't function when you've got that much money sitting out there on the table. Um, and one thing that helped me achieve better cash flow was a CRM software. Okay. So probably my biggest, and and I tell a lot of people this too. Like I met this uh, kid at at GIE um, that's just starting off. And my biggest advice to him was use some sort of software. There is a good free one out there. There's some yep. great pay ones out there. Um, you know, something, 
QuickBooks, whatever. Just use yeah. it because it will save you a lot of time, a lot of headache, um, and just it'll just set you up for for an easier future. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's probably that's that would be my biggest advice is just okay. Get everything together on the back end and make make your office life a little bit easier. Yeah, yeah. and else be a little bit easier too. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's an awesome piece of advice and one that not anybody else has shared uh, in any interview that I've done. So that's awesome. Um, and like you said, nowadays, even uh, you mentioned free software like uh, I guess yard books and stuff like that. There's no excuse. Like there's, you know, the excuse of I can't afford it or anything like that. Like it's free that you can use and it's fantastic uh, software. And if you want to get into paid ones and go more customized and things like that, that's cool too. But, you know, the free one is fantastic. I mean, I use the paid-for version of Yardbook, but it integrates with QuickBooks and a couple other features. But yeah. you can I remember years ago, I've always been a stickler for um, like apps and electronics and gadgets and whatever else. Yeah. And, uh, so back when I first started, I was like, all right, this got to be something. I was just like, okay, let me see if I can find something cool, an app that'll help me with my business. And I found Yardbook, but I didn't take the time to learn it. You know, four years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wish I did. So then I had to actually learn Yardbook this year, and it's been huge. Um, I really like Jobber, but okay. the, um, the added features that I like in, at job with Jobber um, won't really apply to me being a solo guy. Those features okay. are not set up for employees. Yeah, so, okay. But in the meantime, awesome. Yardbook does great for me. Awesome. Yeah, and it, it probably does uh, is perfect fit for a lot of guys out there. Um, so we're going to transition now to your uh, Instagram channel or Instagram um, account. Uh, so uh, you've got uh, just over a thousand followers now. Uh, I think you mentioned that um, you started with the Instagram to uh, help market your business, um, and that. So how? Um, how do you use social media there? And you talked about Facebook and stuff as well um, to grow your landscape business. Um, or do you use it for uh, other opportunities? That's funny. So uh, when I first, when I first you know, listened to you, I've been listening to you for a while and um, you know, I've heard about Instagram from, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people you interviewed in the past had, you had uh, followings on YouTube or, or Instagram or be what I and I seen all the, the cool stuff that they were doing and all the free stuff they were getting and, and like for a split second that was my that was my motive and I quickly had to reel that back in and say no this is not my motive I'm doing it for the wrong reasons for the wrong thing so I, I reevaluated why I started social why I started an Instagram page yeah um and now I just I show some of my work. I show a little bit of my daily life, you know, what I'm doing today because some people are genuinely interested in what you're doing. Yeah. You know, it's cool to see what others are doing in your industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know where exactly the Instagram's going just yet. It's kind of been a slow go for me. Um, I don't know if it's that I don't know how to use it or, or what, but um, I mean, those, it's taken me a year to get those thousand followers, which is fine. It's not about the number. Yeah. Um, it's I'm I'm doing it for what I want to do it for. If it if it, uh, it only works for two hundred followers, then so be it. Yeah. Um, it's 
my wife bought me a GoPro for Christmas and nice. I'm trying to learn it. Um, and I'm actually working on building me a computer to actually do some editing software with because I have nothing in my house with enough storage or enough power to run a, to run a uh, editing software. Um, I don't know where that's going just yet. I kind of feel like YouTube's a little crowded. Okay. And I, I don't know where I would fit in because I'm, mm. I'm new. So because of that reason, I'm like, should I do YouTube? Should I not? Like, I don't want to just check a box to say I have a YouTube channel. I want it to mean something. I want it to actually to achieve something. Yeah. I just don't have that look right now. So yeah. for the meantime, I'm sticking to what I, to what I what work and uh, okay. go from there. Yeah. I would say, um, just listening to you uh, talk there, um, YouTube, as I'm learning, is a ton of work. It's insane amounts of work. So you you have to be, oh, you don't have to be, but I would say it helps if you're a nerd about that sort of stuff. Like you love the process of it. And I'm learning that. I think I've talked about uh, somebody else I interviewed saying that I'm actually starting to enjoy YouTube more than the podcast. And I don't know if it's because I've just been doing the podcast on for so many years now, every Tuesday. And it's kind of like on autopilot um, where this is like a new challenge and learning all that sort of stuff. Um, but uh, definitely doing it for that. And I would say you talked about, uh, you don't know where you would fit in. Um, I would say that there's always an audience because Everybody is going to relate to everybody else differently. Um, just because, and it's the same argument um, people ask. I've, I've literally had, and I've talked about this before, I've had people email me asking me for permission to start a podcast. And I'm like, I don't own podcasting. <laughs> you want to start a podcast on lawn care, go start a podcast. I guarantee you, you will get people listening to your podcast because I know for sure not everybody listens to my podcast. I know for sure that there's people that download my podcast and listen to one or two episodes and don't like it. And it could be for whatever reason. It could be because I'm older. It could be because I'm not American. It could be all sorts of things. Everybody's got, you, you just think about your own relationships and when you, you know, you can say that you, you like everybody, but when you look at yourself inwards, there's always a time where you meet somebody and you're turned off by them. And it could be for the, so the thing is, is that there's 6 billion people on this planet. There's going to be people that really like Cody Johnson on YouTube. And that are going to relate to you, whether it's because of your beard, whether it's because of whatever reason, because of the area that you're servicing your lawn care business in is, is similar to what they're servicing. When I'm talking about and doing videos on YouTube and I'm showing mowing lawns with a 21-inch mower in the rain, well, that's not really going to appeal to people in a different part. So there's, I, I would say don't ever question whether you would fit in. And that the space is, is um, overcrowded because, yes, there's a lot of YouTube channels, but there's no 
Cody Johnson channel. And that's what's missing. And as long as it's something you would enjoy doing, then that's reason enough because the audience will follow. As long as you're authentic and all that. I don't, I don't know that I'll enjoy it just yet. I do. I do. Yeah. I've made, I've made a couple little um, picture edits with the GoPro app. And I've found myself enjoying, you know, picking the right song for the the thing. I think I will enjoy it. I'm just, I haven't dove into it yet. So, but I, I I hear, I hear the amount of work from like you and Brian, you know, in the amount of time and effort they spend, you know, having these huge channels. I don't know if I want nothing that big, but we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I've yeah. got to go. Now. I just yeah, there you go. That's the first step. <laughs> That's the first step. Right. And like I said, you, you may decide that you don't enjoy it after and stuff. And like, uh, you know, you don't have to like the, like, I like the process. I like learning about, the tags and the keywords and the analytics behind YouTube. Um, a lot of people, that's not their cup of tea and they'll put a video out, you know, once every couple of months and stuff and that's enough. It's uh, completely up to what you want and what your expectations are uh, basically. But I would, my, I guess my whole point there is that uh, don't ever think that there's not a space or that you're, your voice is not valued in that space because there's always going to be somebody that can relate to your story and they're waiting for that Cody Johnson to put out their story. And they're going to be like, uh, you know, just like you came on here and you were saying, you know, I've listened to your podcast for thing, right. You're going to have that person come up to you and go, dude, like I so relate to your story. It's exactly what I'm going through. It's, you know, it's amazing what little things people share, even on the podcast, that is, you know, I'll get comments from people saying like, hey, that was an awesome podcast. Like that's just what I'm going through. Like that, what that person was talking about and, and all that. So was, uh, I, had a, I, I had a kid call me one day, actually called me on my phone, which, you know, my, my information, my business information, which has my phone number attached to it ain't private. Um, but he was from Ohio. Okay. And he's like, Hey, my name's such and such. And I follow you on Instagram. The kid's been in business, I say kid, because he was younger than me, but he's been in business longer than I have. Okay. And he called me looking for to ask questions and looking for some advice. And I was able to help him yeah. because in his area, nobody would give, no other local business would give him the time of day to answer the questions that he had. Yeah. It won't be crazy. It won't, you know, how are you pricing this? How are you pricing that? It was just something like I saw, he had a question about software and I was able to help him and he's yeah. you know, using software. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's like you said, it's always an audience. I'll just, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. Oh, we're going to be look, looking out for those, uh, you know, at least a few videos this coming season uh, from you. So uh, last question. Um, so if people want to follow you on Instagram, how can they find you? All right. Uh, Instagram is at easy longs with a Z. E- awesome. So I will put a link to that in the podcast show notes, as well as the video description. If people are watching this on the YouTube version of it. And uh, I just want to thank you again for taking the time and coming on to the podcast. I really do appreciate uh, it as well as uh, appreciate you being patient uh, with me, lining them up uh, this winter. Like I said, I think you contacted me a few months earlier. It was already, I think it was uh, in October or something originally last year. 
um, when you contacted me. So uh, thanks for uh, sticking in there and uh, <laughs> being available, especially on such short notice, because I, I think I called you yesterday and said, hey, are you available in the morning tomorrow and stuff? I had a, a, an opening come up. So I was like, that'd be perfect. The, the kids were out of school yesterday. Luckily, they went back today. So there you out. go. <laughs> it worked out very as meant to be. That's awesome. So uh, thank you very much. Thank you. There you have it, Lawn Care Nation. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that interview episode with Cody Johnson from Easy Lawn and Landscape LLC. I'll leave some links in the podcast show notes as well as uh, in the YouTube video description if you decide to head on over to YouTube to watch the video version of this uh, where you'll be able to find uh, Cody's uh, Instagram page and I would uh, encourage all of you guys to go and follow him on Instagram as well as a link to his uh, YouTube channel. Now, as Cody mentioned, he's not uh, you know, very active on YouTube at the moment, but with the, uh, you know, purchase of that new camera that he mentioned, uh, it looks like, uh, 2019 will be the year to look out for easy lawn and landscape, uh, LLC on YouTube. So that's it for this one, guys. Here's to wishing you guys all overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business. Bye for now. <laughs>